With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei. On VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi here. Michael out in New Jersey. Femi kicking it in Las Vegas. First hour was a lot of fun. We had Jonathan Von Tobel in the last segment joining us, our VSEN senior NBA analyst. Also, check out his podcast, the Hardwood Handicappers podcast here at VSEN. He breaks down all things association coming up though in 30 minutes as we continue the fun here in hour number two it's our friend thomas gable racing sportsbook director at the borgata tg will give us the happenings of what's happening in atlantic city where the nfl win total money is coming in we'll talk with tg coming up here in 30 minutes but right now michael let's discuss some of these win totals courtesy of bet mgm we have the most bet overs the tickets and the handle we'll do the unders in the next segment here but when you look at the ticket percentages the most bet over is the new england patriots at seven and a half is that something that you agree with michael here with new england yeah. they, ha- they haven't been down this low in quite some time well i mean look you know there's always what fuels these over win totals is perception right so mm-hmm. you know when you when you look at the detroit lions for example you know Everybody talks about the Lions being unbelievable, the second half of their season and how they're going to make the playoffs. Well, the Steelers had just as good a second half of the season as the Lions did. Yeah. And, in fact, the Steelers went to Charlotte and, and really beat up on the Carolina Panthers, a team that Detroit gave up 350 yards. So perception rules, right? And there's a perception that New England is not very good. And that's pretty much a wrong perception. I mean, their defense is improved. And it was good last year. I mean, their defense, look at their numbers. Their defense was good. Mm-hmm. Their offense struggled. They could run the football. They turned the ball over way too much. Not typical of a Belichick team. And they lost games that typically they don't lose. The Raider game with the ridiculous lateral. You know, the Minnesota game with Pierre Strong doesn't block the guy on the punt. The, the, the Bengal game. I mean, the, the divisional Bengal game, who, went, who almost beat Kansas City, they're going to go in there and beat them in that game. And Stevenson fumbles on the goal line going in. So there's three games that they had a chance to win, and yet they didn't. And that's their record. So the re- overreaction to me is is really wrong. And I believe this. When you have a 
when you have a good defense and you can control the game defensively and you can run the football, which are those two things New England could do last year, you have a chance to be in every single game. Now, they're going to have a rookie kicker and a rookie punter. There's a lot of things that have to come together, starting with Mac Jones not turning the ball over. But it's all there for them. You know, to further your point about the defense, and th- this is not the most perfect way to measure it. It's a catch-all metric, but it factors in things like strength of schedule and all that stuff and who you're facing. And the, the, According to Football Outsiders, the, the analytics website, and the, the, the defensive DVOA, the number one team last year was the 49ers. Makes sense. Number two was the Dallas Cowboys. Like Those are two defenses that a lot of people have a lot of respect for. Number three was the New England Patriots. Like, yeah. like This is a really well, good defense like you talked about. Well, I mean, they were second in the league in creating turnovers, right? You, you couldn't run the football. And they were fourth in the National Football League in yards per attempt on average, right? Mm-hmm. So they gave up the least amount of touchdown rushes in the league. And they gave up – they were fifth in the league in first downs allowed. And this is coming off an offense that struggled to stay on the field, that struggled to score. And so I think, to me, uh, that's going to only continue. And New England, where the reason they're not a playoff team is because they were 0-4 against teams that had quarterbacks that had movement in the pocket, starting with Chicago. They lose that game. They lose the Baltimore Ravens game. I mean, whenever they play a team that has a quarterback that can move around and create some issues, they didn't play well. They're addressing that with the speed of the defense, how they're aligning, and what they're trying to do is they play these RPO teams, and Miami be included in that four. So they understand what's ahead of them, and I think people are overreacting to this, and people are piling on. I mean, think about this, Femi. Bill Belichick's got seven, six Super Bowls. He's got eight total as a, as a coach. And he's on a and he's on the hot seat. Meanwhile, Rob Rivera hasn't made the playoffs. He's got three winning seasons. I saw an article that he's a Hall of Fame coach. What? And yet he's not on the hot seat. <laughs> Who wrote that article? Uh, it's you know I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean you that's know not, yeah, that's not name names. <laughs> I mean I mean seriously. So it's all perception based. I mean if we're gonna if the media if you're gonna buy with the media selling you without peeling back the layers, this is why. You have to look past it. This is why you have to understand the numbers. Now, look, New England has a tough schedule. There's no question about that. But New England's also got a good team, and they're physically – they can match up. You know, the team that is third in the ticket percentage and third in the handle is the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And I just wanted to make this point, Michael, here before we move on to some of the other teams. Since Andy Reid arrived in 2013, the Chiefs have gone over their win total every single year except for one. Yeah. That was 2021, where the win total was set at 12 and a half, and they won 12 games. Like, like yeah. this is a team that it, it's it's chalky. It's a high win total. It's sitting at 11 and a half. But over the last decade, if you've just gone to the window and said, "Give me the Chiefs over," man, you're you're swimming in cash. Yeah, I, I and I don't see why they can't go. I know they play in a hard division. Look, they won a lot of close games last year, and mm-hmm. Andy's teams are physically, mentally tough, so they're able to win close games. And he does a good job of closing out the game in the final four minutes. You know, Andy's a little bit of a of a contrarian in terms of he will put the ball in his best player's hands, and even though he mismanages the clock at times, Mahomes or you know in the past Donovan McNabb have bailed him out and. His teams respond. So look, they're going to be. They'll play. They'll, they'll play the Raiders. The Raiders will play them tough in both games. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chargers will play them tough in both games, and Denver will play them tough in both games. And 
I think, you know, they'll find a way to come out on top of most of those games. You mentioned the Denver Broncos. That's the second most bet team for ticket handle or ticket percentage, excuse me, is the Broncos at over eight and a half wins. Sean Payton, now the head coach there in Denver. There's maybe some quiet optimism about Russell Wilson. He's looking a little slimmer. He's getting in shape a little bit more. Are you buying uh, the Kool-Aid out there in the Rocky Mountains? Well, look, you know, he's got a really good – I mean, Sean Payton can move the football, and he understands how to call mm-hmm. plays. I think the real issue for us as fans and betters when it comes to Russell Wilson is forget about the Chara, uh, Chiara uh, video that he's dancing in now. I mean, forget that, right? I, I it's about that. will he take a – will he stay in the pocket? Will he climb the pocket? Will he work the pocket? You know, last year he was quick to get out of the pocket, and pressure was really bothering him. And this is a concern with quarterbacks. It really is. One of the things you tell a quarterback is aging and not the same player is when he's reacting to tacklers that aren't there, when his eye level's down and he's looking around. Mm -hmm. So that was Russell last year. And for all the conversation about how bad the offense was, and it was, the ranked 32nd in, in points scored in the league. You know, they gained yards. They just turned the ball over. They were 26th in the league in creating and turning the ball over as an offensive team. So the, Sean will fix that. How much can he fix Russell? I think a lot of that's going to be determined by what he does in the, off, in the first game when he gets hit and how he reacts to that contact. Yeah. Now, I think Russell, yeah, like, like you mentioned, like him getting a little bit in better shape, maybe that helps him be the Russell Wilson that we saw that's willing to run when, when, the, when the play breaks down because we didn't see that a lot last year. And, like, he looked kind of slow out there, which – was surprising to see. He can't escape. Yeah. I mean, p- part of what he was able to do was escape, right? Yeah. He could buy away. You know, and when you don't work the pocket, when you don't climb the ladder in the pocket, and you start running sideways, the defensive lineman, if they could catch you, it's going to be an issue. And I, and I think ultimately that's what happened to him. Yeah. Look, he just did not want to take the hits anymore. And, and look, it, it happens to every great quarterback. It's just not, it's not the exception. So the team with the most bet handle on the over this is surprising to me at least because i think every person who does betting content or every person who watches the nfl expects this team to sort of regress after what we saw last year winning 13 games winning the division nine of those 13 wins were one score games that's the most in nfl history nine and zero in one score games it's the minnesota vikings the handle so not just the tickets this is not viking fans just running up there and betting their team over this is the handle so big money has come in on minnesota's over at eight and a half well i mean look they're you know are they going to go from a 13 win team to a 10 win team i think this that's the mindset here i think the better see the eight and a half as a good number especially considering that like a lot of us I don't think the betting public feels like Detroit is the elite team. There's no elite team in the North. Mm. So let's say they split. You know, let's say they get three wins, four wins in the North, right? And all of a sudden, they only have to get five more wins in the rest of the games. I mean, is that doable? Perhaps. I I don't love them. But I think, you know, you can hate. I know you're up there, and you can hate the quarterback all you want. But the quarterback puts up pretty good numbers. I mean – he puts up pretty good numbers. I think the question mark is, can they win close games? I think the other thing is, is playing a first-place schedule. You know, when they played Dallas, they got beat 40-3. to three. Mm-hmm. You know, when they played good teams, they struggled. I mean, they struggled. I mean, they lost to Green Bay 41-17 to 17 in Green Bay. Yeah, and D- Detroit beat them up pretty good, too, in Detroit. 
in that game where they couldn't stop that Lions offense. The, defensively, though, we expect this team to be much better. Brian Flores now is a defensive coordinator. Although, like, if Daniil Hunter, if he asks out and, and, and gets a trade, like they're losing too many pieces for my liking. And not, I, maybe they're just I, names, I agree. But. Yeah, it's uh, but let's go let's go over their 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 year last year. The Miami game, if you watch the tape of that game, mm-hmm. it's one of the most they gave up 458 yards of Now Miami turned it over 3 times. Yeah. My, Miami lost the game. I don't think Minnesota won that game. The same thing with Arizona. I mean, Arizona turned the ball over 3 times in that game. They killed themselves. They beat Washington. You know, they beat uh, uh they beat New England on the on the turnover game. They were creating turnovers as bad as they were on defense. They were incredible at t- creating turnovers. I mean, they were just so good in that area. And I think that's really what saved them. Can that happen again? I don't know. I don't know. But Kevin O'Connell's still banned here in Las Vegas. I haven't seen him out here. No, with, uh, the, Derek the, Stevens did not let him in. No. <laughs> he can't let that guy in. We'll talk about the unders on the other side here. This is the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
This is the Lombardi line. We're presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here on this Sunday morning. Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata, will join us in 15 minutes to discuss some of these NFL win totals. But, Michael, let's continue the conversation. In mm -hmm. the last segment, we talked about the overs. Let's talk about the most bet win total unders. And the team that I want to start with is a team that has the most bet unders with the handle. So big money has come in. And this surprised me. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. The 49ers. Their win total opened at 11.5. It's now down to 10.5, and, and the money continues to pour in. People fading this Niners team that went to the NFC title game a year ago. You know, don't you think a lot of the fading of teams has re is related to the quarterback more than anything? Yeah. I mean, I think and, – and picking the team to go over the title is related to the offense, right? So everybody that looks at this from a fan standpoint thinks quarterback and offense – and Cardinals are going to start the season with Colt McCoy if they're lucky, if he could stay healthy. The Bucks are going to start the season with Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. And the Raiders, you know, people think that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be healthy, even though Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers last year when he did play were outstanding and his numbers in San Francisco were have been outstanding. So to me, you know, the, the San Francisco opened at 11 and a half and it went down to 10 and a half, Femi. Mm-hmm. Like, th like that to me, it's it's pretty crazy that because I still have a lot of respect for the roster. I have a lot of respect for the head coach. And it sounds like Purdy's going to be ready to go. I mean, like, we'll see what happens when training camp starts in a couple of weeks here. But all the reports and this might just be reports. Who knows? It could just be propaganda. And we'll find out what happens when they actually start practicing. But Purdy has been making progress. He's starting to throw the little soft toss stuff and all that. And if he's good to go and is their starter week one. I'm not trying to bet the under on the Niners. That's, that's a really good team, man. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I think to me, you know, the one thing you concerned yourself with, they open up in Pittsburgh, Kyle's teams, you know, last year they went back to Chicago in the rain game with Trey Lance, a quarterback. They struggled there. Two years ago, they went to Detroit in the opener and, and they got a big lead on Detroit and they came back. You know, look, they might start slow and everything but the 49ers is predicated on their injuries. But mm. I do think the hidden the hidden gem in San Francisco is Debo Samuel's attitude, yeah. right? Debo Samuel's believed he didn't have a good season last year. I love when players take that approach in the offseason. Look, we're, we're going to come back and prove – I'm going to come back and prove I'm an elite player. I let the contract get in the way of my, my season, and I think ultimately I'm going to improve in that area. So I, I, I do. And I think a lot of this too is Seattle being a better team, right? Mm -hmm. So Seattle is an improved team. The two teams that I would – not bet against is the Rams and the Cardinals. Are they going to be good enough? You know, I've said this before. The Rams, I don't think, have hit rock bottom in terms of their salary cap. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the schedule right now for the 49ers, and I, I'm, I don't see where these six, seven losses are coming from here because, I mean, at Pittsburgh, obviously, an incredibly tough game. You're facing Mike Tomlin in an opener. Like, you know the Steelers are going to be ready to go. That'll be a physical game. You come back at the Rams, rivalry game, but, I mean – They'll be significant favorites against the Rams. Hell, that might be a home game for the 49ers because they have a lot of Niners fans out there in the L.A. area. Then you come back home to face the, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Cowboys will be favored in all three of those games. At Cleveland, you're probably a short favorite, if not maybe a pick em at the worst. Your favorite at Minnesota, probably a pick em or maybe a slight favorite at home against the Bengals. At Jacksonville, you're a favorite. Home Bucks, big favorite. At Seattle, short favorite. At Philly, a dog. Then you come back. Seattle at home favored, at Arizona favored, home Baltimore favored, at Washington favored, home Los Angeles favored. I, I, I'm not 
the, the math is not mathing, as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. not, it's not mathing. Like, maybe I'm putting too much well, faith I mean, in look, Purdy's elbow, but I don't know, man. I, I don't even know if you have to put his faith in the elbow. I think when you're talking about their team, right, you're talking about their defense, right? They're going to set the stage and they're set the table with their defense. I yeah. mean, that's what they do. You know, last year they had those injuries and they had a couple tough games earlier in the year. But, you know, when you when you have a defense like they do that and, and that improved, uh, I think you're certainly going to uh, continue to get better. I mean, think about it. Brock Purdy was their four-string quarterback and they won 13 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and Sam Darnold, they clearly like him a lot. Like we have our, our opinions on Sam Darnold, but they went out in the first week of free agency and said, that's the guy that we want. And if Purdy doesn't work out, clearly Shanahan thinks that his offense can work with Sam Darnold. So there's multiple outs at the QB position, unlike other teams where if the QB goes down, it's okay, it's over. Season's done, pack up shop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not the case for the 49ers. Yeah. So I think you just no, have, I, you have I, a lot of outs. I think they would be very comfortable. From what I understand, they'd be very comfortable playing Sam Darnold. Now, is he, you know, but Brock Purdy has earned the right to be the starting quarterback there, and he will be. I don't see them panicking about the quarterbacking position at all. And I think the betting market is, but hey, I mean, maybe they know something that we don't know. But I, I don't. I, I would. I would go against that move if it gets down to ten. I mean, I'm going to bet the over on the Niners. Like that. That to me would be ridiculous. Uh, some of the other teams, the most bet unders on the tickets, the Cardinals four and a half, the Bucks six and a half, and the Raiders also at six and a half. That's the third most bet team on the under there. And we talked about the QB uncertainty with all three of those teams there. Do you think the Raiders are being like disrespected here with this win total at six and a half? Because it opened seven and a half. They've gone down to six and a half. Everyone I talk to about the NFL says, oh, I think the Raiders could bottom out. The Raiders could be a top five team. McDaniels could be first coach fired. Everyone thinks that this yeah. season's going to be a disaster for the silver and black. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, you know, I mean, there are so many close games they lost last year. A lot of this is because they got rid of Carr, right? So how could you get rid of Carr? Well, there's a lot of reasons why they did. And, you know, a lot of it is related to their wins. I mean, you know, they have a chance to beat the Chargers, turn the ball over three times. Tennessee game, turn the ball over once in the red zone. You come back in Kansas City, got an opportunity to beat Kansas City before the bye week. You know, if they win that game, they're two and three going into the bye, and they don't make the throw that they need to make on fourth down, game over. There's so many of those games. I think the only game you could point to, which is somewhat interesting, is the New Orleans game where they got shut out and they had 183 yards of offense. I mean, that was the game they got dominated in, and Carr did not play well at all, and New Orleans signed Carr after that. So I think, look, it's all perception-based. I mean, nobody, you know, the national media is not big on Josh McDaniels as a head coach. They don't think he's very good. People think that their team is going to struggle because, you know, he took over a playoff team, you realize this, and he destroyed them to a 6-11 and team. Well, I think there's a little bit – there's a lot wrong with that narrative. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite Kevin O'Connell status, but Rich Bisaccia might be banned here in Las Vegas as well with some of the, the, the one-score wins that they had that season. I mean, you could talk about them being a playoff team, but look, the, the reality was that that talent, you don't have as many blown draft picks no. that aren't on the team and try to tell me they're a talented team. I mean, just it just doesn't – nobody wants to do the homework on it. Nobody wants to sit there and say, well, they're a playoff team. Okay, well, they don't have – they don't have – multiple first-round picks. They've blown most of the picks. And, you know, I mean, the reality of it is is if you don't have draft picks and you traded away Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack to revamp the team and then you've blown basically all those picks other than Josh Jacobs, what do you have left? Yeah, nothing. 
Is that, that's, that's what you have left. You don't have much of anything, and that's what we saw last season with the silver and black. Uh, the Bucks though, are really interesting because they're the second team with the tickets, six and a half, the third with the handle, but their star cornerback, Carlton Davis, says, hey, we're being disrespected. We're going to go ahead and, and show these people that we're actually a really good team. The division is weak. Those are his words. And he said that we can yeah. go through the, the division and get through the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he just – it's one, two, three, easy peasy. We're going to go right back to it. He talked about how the void of Tom Brady leaving, yes, it's a big void, but they have the leaders in the locker room to pick up the slack. Are you buying what Carlton Davis is selling? No, I'm not buying that at all because, <laughs> you know, I, I look, do I think they have a team that, that could compete? Yeah, they just don't have a quarterback that I'm going to buy into. I, and mm-hmm. I think that's what these overall – I mean, the reason that nobody's, nobody likes Garoppolo for some reason – Garoppolo took all the heat for, for San Francisco's problems. That's why the Raiders are not viewed that way. And in fairness, I mean, Baker Mayfield – look, Matt Rule wouldn't be at Nebraska if Baker Mayfield played half decent for him. So uh, I'm not buying Tampa because of their quarterback. Because of their quarterback. And can they stay healthy? Look, their their cap situation is going to limit them from replenishing their team. They gave up so many sacks. They, they gave up. They couldn't run the football, actually. They didn't give up sacks because Brady got rid of the football. They were 32nd in rushing attempts, 32nd in yards, 32nd in touchdown passes, 32nd in yards per attempt. Yuck. And tell me they've gotten better in their offensive line? Do you believe in the co- the head coach? I think he's in a really tough spot. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I think I think Todd Bowles is in a tough spot. One of the things he never got straightened out at the Jets is the offensive coordinator position, and I think the same thing's repeating itself down in Tampa. Yeah. Well, they brought in uh, Dave Canales, who was the quarterback's coach in Seattle for Geno Smith. So we'll see if maybe that Shane Waldron, that McVay-ish style offense comes over from Seattle to Tampa Bay. But, yeah, it doesn't look good for the Buccaneers. And maybe they end up being sellers at the trade deadline. We shall see. TG joins us on the other side. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts, and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our vsin.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top vsin experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which vsin expert has the hot hand. For vsin pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a vsin pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's the Lombardi line. We're hanging out. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe here in Las Vegas. Been rolling along here on this Sunday afternoon for the show and joining us right now as he does in his usual time slot, 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific. It's our guy, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. TG, hope all is well. Hope the 4th of July week treated you well. Uh, but we wanted to talk some NFL win totals here because now we're starting to turn the page towards football. The VEASAN NFL betting guide is out. People can get that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And we, in the last segment, TG, we talked about some of these most popular bet overs, some most popular bet unders. But I know in your shop, since you live in NFC East territory, how are people betting the division that is the NFC beast after what we saw last year? Yeah, well, first of all, welcome back, family, from vacation. Thank you. Um, it's nice to see somebody not take a full month off of July like uh, Patrick Maher used to do. So. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, well, we'll get into the NFC East here. So, obviously, um, you have Philadelphia sitting there with the, the highest 
uh, win total on the board at 11 and a half. Now, caveat real fast. So these four NFC East teams, three of them, we have moved the, the season win total on since opening. Washington's still sitting at six and a half uh, where they opened. That is juice to the under. Uh, certainly uh, money there is coming in on the commanders under of six and a half. But the other teams, uh, we have moved. Philadelphia moved from 11 to 11 and a half. The Giants went from eight and a half down to seven and a half, and Dallas from 10 to nine and a half. So uh, we'll start off with the Eagles here since they have the highest uh, total uh, in the division. Now, last season, of course, they started 13 and one, flew over their season win total. Eagles will be favored in every game if Hertz is healthy, with the exception of their game against Kansas City on the road there on November 20th. Now, the good thing for them, they'll be coming off a bye in the week prior to that game. Um, now, could they lose one of the games against Dallas this year? Sure. They, they have a tough game against the Jets on the road on October 15th. But there's no reason that they shouldn't be 5-0 and going into that game against the Jets. And honestly, I'd be very surprised if they weren't 5-0 and that, at that point. Now, overall, they have a moderately tough schedule, more difficult than last season. And you have to remember, teams had a difficult time preparing for the Eagles last season. But now everyone's had a full offseason review of what they did. We know teams will make adjustments. And starting with that Kansas City game, that's a very difficult part of the schedule for them. They go to Kansas City. They have Buffalo and San Francisco at home. Then they travel to Dallas and Seattle. That's a hard five-game stretch. And it, you can even really include the home game against the Cowboys before the bye uh, and say it's a, it's a hard six-game stretch. I think that stretch right there, that's going to determine if this team gets to 12 wins and gets to that over mark uh, over the 11-and-a-half. Um, and then we moved to Femi's Cowboys, who are getting a lot of love from betters here in the Super Bowl futures markets. Um, and since we moved them from 10 season wins down to nine and a half, we're attracting a lot of over money in the season win market on them. Very average strength of schedule for them this season. They have the Jets, Patriots, and Lions at home. They do have to travel to San Francisco and the Chargers in the first half of the season and then travel to Buffalo, Miami in December. This is a team that has the weapons on offense and defensively have now led the NFL in takeaways two seasons in a row. And I, I think they could potentially challenge the Eagles for the division. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on Dak and uh, how he does throughout the season, limiting the turnovers. But uh, this Cowboys team has been uh, – a lot of people have been high on them, uh, especially in this market here uh, coming into the season. Yeah, I think, T.G., you know, and, and, and for background, you know, there's a lot of Cowboys fans that live in South Jersey and around the Borgata, so they have a strong base. I know it's Philadelphia Eagle country and New York Giants, but there is a, a lot of Cowboy fans here. And, look, let's face it. I mean, the Cowboys had a great year, and if they get the ability to play less defense, last year they played from time of possession, they played more defense. And if McCarthy's going to slow the game down a little bit in terms of control the pace – and not try to get into a, a, a track meet like Kellen Joystick Moore did, I think it'll help their defense. It's it's interesting on the Eagles under over total. The one team that beat them last year at home was Washington, and mm -hmm. that'll always be a hard game for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Washington will be a hard game. Uh, of course, any of these uh, division games are always tough. 
Um, and then if you want to quickly move to the Giants here, again, we opened them eight and a half down to seven and a half. The Giants won a lot of close games last season. And believe me, they are going to be dogs in the majority of their games this season. They, they have a difficult schedule. And while in this market here in Atlantic City, you have optimism around this team from their fan base, because we do get a lot of Giants fans in here. But adjusting the win total down, I think, was the right move. We're getting balanced action now at seven and a half uh, for the Giants. TG, I want to follow up with you on the Giants there. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata, because I've been looking to fade this team this season, but the one thing that's kind of kept me away from doing that is the head coach and Brian Dable. And I kind of think yeah. back to Mike Vrabel for the Titans and how up until last year had gone over his win total every single season. It's almost to me like where Brian Dable might be kind of the NFC's version of Mike Vrabel to where despite what all the numbers say and despite what the roster might say, he's still going to get the most out of this team and maybe they do go over that seven and a half win total. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you there, Femi. I mean, Dable is the, I think, the X factor for this team. You saw what he did last year. Uh, nobody thought that you would have gotten – uh, out of Daniel Jones, what he was able to get. So, uh, you know, again, I, I did adjust this down to seven and a half. I think that was the right move, just the way that we're writing tickets now mm -hmm. on that uh, win total. But um, Dable's one of those guys where it's just, he, I think it's a great comparison to, to compare him to Vrabel, where it's just the, the coach can certainly make a difference here uh, in a big way, in a positive way, uh, possibly even with a mediocre team. You know, TT, I'm a little surprised that the Washington Commanders are not getting any love at all. Defensively, they were good last year. They played well on third down. They played well in the red zone. They didn't turn the ball over with their defense last year, which was an issue. But right. if they could just get any production out of their offense and Sam Howell doesn't destroy them like Carson Wentz did, I don't know how they don't get seven wins, TG. Well, you hit the nail on the head there with the defense. The defense was tremendous. Uh, third overall in uh, yards allowed per game. Uh, they were top 10 in, in points allowed. And don't forget, you're, you're getting Chase Young back uh, as well. So uh, defensively, th this team is going to be very good again. Uh, but, again, it comes down to Sam Howell and uh, whether you, you trust him or not to, to get them to seven wins. Um, it, right now, the betters are saying, no, they don't trust Sam Howell. They're, they're taking the under six and a half. Oh, well, Sam Howell, I mean, I, I, I'm with Michael. I kind of like that I over think that's there. A, I like the over. I yeah. think that's too good of a play. I think they're giving – I mean, look, the Washington's not a team that's, that's a six and a half win team. I mean, they – look, Rivera's not even on the hot seat. Belichick is. I mean, can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, but they, they just – Look, I get their problems internally in terms of their offensive structure and how they're going to be with Sam Howell. Yet, to me, if they manage the game correctly, and, and look, everybody thinks Eric Bieniemy should have been a head coach nine times over. Like, where's the love for Bieniemy coaching this offense? True, true. And they do have weapons uh, that Howell can use. So, I mean, it again, I think if you're uh, even somewhat comfortable with Howell there, uh, you can you can look at the over here. TG, before we let you go here, we got about a minute left. What was the handle like last night for UFC 290? Alexander Volkanovsky winning the main event. Uh, handle was great on the card as a whole. Uh, you had a lot of intriguing matchups. Um, 
and great matches overall. I mean, the card delivered. If you if you watch that, Femi, uh, a lot of stoppages. So there was um, it, it was just a, a great card overall. Uh, ended up losing on the Volkanovski fight. Uh, the Moreno fight actually, uh, who Moreno was the favorite there. We ended up uh, uh, taking some money on the dog there. Ended up losing that, but overall. I mean, with so many dogs coming in, uh, a lot of parlays were destroyed uh, from the UFC last night. So, but a really, really great card. There we go. The parlay busters out there. We also saw Israel Adesanya. There was a little, uh, a little skirmish yeah, there in the, in. in the octagon. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if that adds to the fight there with the UFC card coming up here. Also, the big announcement for the UFC card uh, earlier last week as well. He is Thomas Gable, race sportsbook director over at the Borgata TG. We'll obviously be talking more NFL all throughout the summer, but good chatting with you, man. Thanks, all TG. Right, thank you, guys. Stuff there from TG. Cowboys have gone from 10 to 9.5, Michael. I'm intrigued. You better jump on them. You know, go right to that window. You know, they I'm got intrigued. a spot for you at that window. They yeah. know when you're coming. <laughs> we'll wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer 
offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the final segment of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi on this Sunday morning. Hopefully everybody has a fun end of the weekend. And thank you to our guests that joined us on the program today. Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. And you can check him out later today from noon to 4 West Coast time, 3 to 7 Eastern on VEASAN's Live Bet Sunday. And also thank you to Thomas Gable, Race and Sportsbook Director, over at the Borgata. And Michael, before we get out of here, we have to give our pro tip mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah. This one will be a, a nice one for our Nesson audience out there in Massachusetts. We see you guys. We love you guys. And this has to do with the New England Patriots. They have not had a win total, Michael, as low as 7.5 since their Super Bowl right. season back in 2001. The win total that year was 6.5, and, and they won the whole damn thing. They're the, also the most bet team to go over at BetMGM. So if you like the number now, the advice is probably you got to go ahead and bet it because that thing is probably going to go up here between now and kickoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's no question. Again, you know, how you bet over win totals is predicated. Most people do it with quarterbacks and the offense. You know, and they, they, they go there. And what happened at the end of last year and the narrative going into the offseason. And we know that's not always the case. I mean, look. Last year, we saw Jacksonville go over their win total because they've got Trevor Lawrence to play at a higher level. They won some close games down the stretch, and, you know, their team came around. So I I think you got to be a little bit more selective in these win totals. Mm -hmm. And the Patriots, their defense has much improved. You know, they have great – they had numbers last year, as you've mentioned before. And if Mac Jones can get to the level he played in two years ago, they will be a playoff team. Yeah, this seems like I don't see this being a seven and ten team if they get Mac Jones to play at the level he did his rookie season. Like you mentioned, the defense being awesome, third in DVOA from Football Outsiders last season, just behind San Francisco and Dallas. So they're in really good company there. We talked about the Washington Commanders with TG in the last segment. Washington was ninth in defensive DVOA, so like they're a top yeah. ten defense. Getting Chase Young back and the quarterback play, I get it. Sam Howell's only played one game; he might be terrible. But guess what? They didn't have good quarterback <laughs> play last year. <laughs> like, like the yeah. quarterback play wasn't good last year. So last year they won, what, seven, eight games? They can go ahead and do that with bad quarterback play again. Well, they, like, I don't get it. <laughs> they were 8-8-1 eight, eight, last year, you know, yeah. and, and they dominated Tennessee. Only Wentz just destroyed them with turnovers in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just dominated. I mean, they that, that Tennessee game was a was a butt whooping, yep. and they lost it, you know, and, and they lost games that way. They're physical up front. You know, they have an ability to – to control the game, they played well on third down. There's no question they were able – they improved in that area, and they could rush the passer. So, to me, you know, I know it's going to take a little bit of time to get the, the offense up to speed, but I, I just think, to me, if they – now, if they signed Dalvin Cook, I would definitely bet the over. But I truly believe that when you break this team down – and, you know, they draft this Forbes kid from Mississippi State in the first round who was a turnover machine. They're trying to create more turnovers. And they worked on their offensive line. Look, they have to. I mean, let's face it. If Ron Rivera doesn't get the seven wins or make the playoffs, this new owner is going to bring in his own regime. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure there in our nation's capital. And I'm I'm a little upset that you reminded me of that Tennessee game because that took money out of my pocket. <laughs> and I remember yelling well, game, at <laughs> there, was... there are certain games that we watch during the season, you know, as handicappers, right? And so mm-hmm. – 
I, I think we we lose sight of this, and because of Twitter and Twitter's smart aleck, t- Twitter tough guys that rip you if you have a bad bet or yeah. something like that, I think we lose sight of sometimes you can handicap the game correctly and still lose, and sometimes you can handicap the game wrongly and win. And, and I think that was one of those games. It was the right game. It's just that Wentz destroyed them. I mean, that, why do you think Carson Wentz doesn't have a job? Think about it. There's at least four quarterbacks on half the NFL teams ready for camp, and there's at least three on the other half. So there's over 130 quarterbacks employed right now, and Wentz isn't one of them. Mm. And he says he's willing to be a backup too. That he'll come in and compete and of course do all that stuff. But and- you want your backup quarterback that. You, your teammates have to like him. And so, you know, he's not very likable the way his team works. I mean, post a picture of him hunting bears up there. I mean, you know, like have some sense of 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 the audience that you're playing mm-hmm. to. Yeah, read the room, Carson. Got to read the room. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's one that stuck with me from last year from one of the, the, the bad beats or the tough beats, I should say, <laughs> betting Washington and then they lose to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we got five minutes left in the show here. want to pivot back to the NBA because in yeah. addition to the NBA Cup and all the Wemby hype and all that stuff, it's been a Spurs week here. And congratulations to Spurs head coach Greg Popovich signing a five-year, $80 million extension. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, that's a hell of a, a hell of a night for, for Greg wow. Popovich out here in Summer League. I wonder how he's going to celebrate here in Las Vegas, maybe go to a nice restaurant, try some wine. Oh, but, he'll be uh, at Michael's. He'll be right there at Michael's at yeah. South Point, he'll, and he'll order the, the best wine they have on the menu. Sure. I mean, look. One of the things that happens in sports, and it happens for players and it happens for coaches, is when a coach like Monty Williams, who's a good coach and did a Mm -hmm. great job at Phoenix, they fell short, he got a huge deal to go to Detroit. Mm -hmm. And by getting that huge deal to go to Detroit, that raised the profile for coaches, especially ones who've won championships. So... Pop is this deserving of it. He's won. He's built a great program. They have a great tradition. They have a culture. And he benefited from that, just like I'm sure Eric Spolster is going to benefit from it as well. Because when you have a good coach in the NBA, I think it's really important that you maintain and keep them because we see these guys get recycled left and right. And Pop has been the one that's been able to kind of go and last through all of that recycling of head coaches, coaches who have won titles. I mean, Nick Nurse wins the title in Toronto. Now he's in Philadelphia. You see Frank Vogel win the title in L.A. Now he's in Phoenix. Like, these guys who win titles, just because you win, it's not like the NFL where if you win a title, you can at least hang around for about four or five more years or so at least. Well, in the NBA, the, if you win, it's you can be out in two uh, years. B- b- Coach Bud up in Milwaukee, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, you know, his brother died. It was a tragic experience, and he loses his job. I, I think, to me, it really is about more about the ownership in San Antonio, and it's mm-hmm. about the ownership in Miami, and it's about their cultures, why that Pop and Spolstra have this longevity. And, you know, you see that, and I think that's really important. I think you understand owners don't always understand what it takes to be a great owner. They understand what it takes to make money, though. So I guess that's the prerequisite to be to be an owner. Uh, you know, of the one sports thing, team. Femi, though they they don't have to they don't have to work it. It's all just in front of them. They just have yep. to pick up the coin. It isn't like they've got to go out there and sell it like Bill Vec had to do with the White Sox back in the day. <laughs> just making money hand over fist, and now we got the NBA just cup bring it in. To, to help bring in more money. Now we got the, the cup. TV. Now we got the cup. Man. Two for one specials at Vesuvio. I mean, we can have it here. You know, to me, it just goes back to they, they've got to do something to fix their audience. And maybe this will work. Maybe this is something that will ignite that fuel. I mean, look, it's pretty clear. Start to add it up. 
65 games minimum to qualify for awards, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to have a cup now. I mean, this isn't just a pattern of, oh, let's try this. We've been tinkering with this for a few years. No, this is about load management is killing our sport. People don't want to watch us. I mean, even JVT said it. You know, he's the only one watching in November and, and December. Well, what are we having games? Do you think somebody doesn't watch NFL games in September? I watch them in August. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, I watch them in August, man. But I'm a junkie. You know? and, and our whole countries are No, are you're not junkies. a junkie. You're a common fan. You're a common fan. <laughs> I mean, everybody said that, you know, nobody was going to pay for the, for the Sunday ticket because, you know, you have the red zone. Didn't bother YouTube, did it? Nope. <laughs> they got my money. So I'm, I'm locked and loaded. They got my loaded. money, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm locked and loaded, ready to go. Mosaic mode. <laughs> I'll see you in September. Um, final thoughts that we got a minute left here. Mentioned the NBA audience. You watching Wemby tonight? Spurs taking on the Blazers. Wembyama's second game summer league. I think I'll wait for YouTube to put the highlights up. I think I have something better to do than just sit there and watch and listen to it. You know, I can go. That's the beautiful thing that we, the world we live in today. You know, we yeah. don't have appointment television. Yeah. You know, we don't have to look at the TV guide and say, I've got to be at my chair at seven o'clock tonight. You know, I'll just I'll, I'll get to it before the show tomorrow. I'll be ready to go when we get to the GM shuffle. All right. We'll find out if Paul Reed's on the Sixers by the GM shuffle time tomorrow. We will find that out as well. So holler at us on the GM shuffle. New episode dropping tomorrow afternoon for our East Coast friends tomorrow morning on the West Coast. But coming up next, we got the handle Dave Ross, Matt Brown here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Good luck with all the bets today and have a good weekend. 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.